Howdy, Mountaineers. I am Kaylee Riccatelli back once again with the girls who get it. I am so excited to welcome our second guest to the show today. We had Angelica Trinone on a couple of weeks ago, and she was phenomenal. So now we'd like to extend our warmest TGWGI welcome to Eva Buckman. She is a Reed College of Media alum and the first woman to serve as director of the WVU Football Video Board. So hi, Eva. How are you today? I'm doing really well, guys. Thank you for having me. How are you? We are doing fantastic, even better now that you're here. So first, we'll start off with just kind of tell me a little bit about what you do, like what your job as director is, any other kind of positions that you hold. Sure. So I'm kind of like multi-purpose, which is a fantastic place to be in. Um, so for WVU Athletics, I primarily serve as um, like our primary director uh, for all of our broadcasts on ESPN+. Plus. Um, so as you know, since WVU joined the Big 12, um, the Big 12 now has a partnership with ESPN+, Plus. the Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. Um, so as part of that, all schools in the Big 12 have to televise basically all of their sports events that aren't picked up, um, you know, by a network. Uh, so what that means for me and for WVU as a whole um, is that we are televising men's basketball, women's basketball, gymnastics, wrestling, men and women's soccer, baseball, um, pretty much any sport that you can think of, uh, we are televising on ESPN+. Plus. Um, so like I said, I serve as our primary director. So I'm in charge of, I would say, probably 98% of those broadcasts. I do take the occasional day off. Um, you know, and we do kind of rotate some people through, uh, you know, through some different positions. Um, but that's primarily what I do uh, for WVU. Um, I started as a camera operator many, many moons ago, and I've kind of worked my way into um, the director's chair for WVU. Outside of WVU, though, I am a full-time freelancer. Um, and so what that means is that I work for basically any other network that calls. Um, so I've had the opportunity to do Pittsburgh Pirates and Penguins games, uh, which is very exciting. I run camera for those. Um, I have gotten in uh, with NBC Golf, so I travel quite a bit. Uh, with with uh, NBC Golf as well, running camera for those. Um, so I'm a little bit of a multi-purpose uh, multi tool. But in terms of WVU, yeah, I serve as our uh, director um, for our ESPN Plus broadcasts. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so as director, like, uh, what are some of like the jobs that are under your scope? Like what would a typical, say, like, there's a game. What would a typical game day look like for you? Sure. Um, so typical game day for us, um, it kind of depends on what the sport is and where we've been. Um, but typically we'll probably get there. Uh, we'll get to the venue about four or five hours before the game actually starts. Um, so if you think we've had a lot of um, soccer this week, um, so for a seven o'clock kickoff, for example, we'll get there about three o'clock. Um, and the jobs that fall under me are basically um, our entire crew. So we bring in um, a producer. So uh, the producer and I will work very closely together to kind of keep the broadcast on, you know, on the road. Um, 
And uh, so then I'm also under my scope is the technical director. Um, and so basically their responsibility is just to kind of execute what I say. So they're like the button pusher um, to kind of execute the vision of the show. I'm in charge of all of our graphics and score bug operators. Um, so those are typically three people. I'm in charge of the replay operators or the tape room. Um, that's two people. And then the video shader as well and audio. Uh, so those are people inside the truck. And then we have camera operators, um, typically four or five, six of them, uh, just depending on the scope of the show again. And then um, the announcers and the A2, which is basically an audio assistant who works in the field. Um, so all told, it's somewhere around 20 people. I would say 18 to 20 probably on any given show. Um, so basically, uh, when I get there, you know, when we all show up at a venue, um, the first thing that happens is we kind of get everything set up. So I'll give the camera operators their directive for the day. This is what camera I want you to run. This is where I want you to be set up, things like that. And then they kind of go off on their own and set up their, um, equipment. And then next, um, we're kind of waiting for what we call FACS, which stands for like facilities check, which is basically once all the cameras are set up, I need to make sure they all work. Um, so the camera operators are working with the technical director to make sure that everything works, make sure, you know, all the colors match, everything like that. Um, and then I spend a, a bit of time meeting with the producer um, to basically go over their vision for the show, any kind of storylines that might be developing, you know, it might be somebody's 300th career victory, or it might be, you know, the first time somebody's returning from an injury, something like that. We just follow all the storylines that, um, you know, might have developed over the last couple weeks or, you know, going into the show. Uh, so I spend a lot of time with the producer just talking about, um, you know, kind of the roadmap, if you will, for what our for what our show is going to be like. Um, and then we get everybody a break, get a chance to get some food. Um, and then I have a camera meeting where is basically the camera meeting is where I take all the information that I learned from the producer and I relay it to our camera operators. You know, this is what's important to us tonight. These are your assignments. This is how we're going to cover the show. And then we pretty much go right into pre-production, which is getting anything done ahead of time that we need to. If we have, you know, video from a previous game that we need to you know, put some music on and get ready to use in the show later, anything like that, we get done out of the way. Um, and then pretty much, I would say probably 40, 45 minutes before uh, we actually go on the air, uh, we're in the truck getting all of that pre-production done. And we are, you know, making sure we're set and ready to go for the show. And then we're, on, you know, coming up at 6.59, we're on the clock for, uh, on the air for a seven o'clock show. That is wild <laughs> so like that kind of day like where you have so many people like oh I just bumped that you have so many people kind of like you know under your wing you're in charge of all this stuff how do you like stay organized and keep all that in line is it like challenging or have you gotten used to it I mean you get used to it it's always some scope of organized chaos you know that's uh you just you kind of have to just run with it and embrace it and get used to it. Um, you know, I'm very lucky that we have um, a lot of really talented students at WVU. About 80 percent of our crew, believe it or not, is still um, undergraduate or graduate students. Um, yeah. So it's a great opportunity for students. But, you know, they also learn kind of leadership skills 
in that we trust them a lot to kind of take on the new students and kind of take them under their wing and show them, you know, this is how you set up. This is how you, you know, this is how you participate in facts. These are questions you should be thinking about during the camera meeting, you know, things like that. Um, so it is, it's, you know, it's always organized chaos. I am a notorious note taker. Um, so I travel to every gig with a notebook and a pen. Um, and it is not unheard of for me. Um, you know, the, the producer also, you know, his vision for the show, they always print it out and give me hard copies of it. Um, you know, but it is not unheard of for me to write notes next to every little thing. That way I know where I'm going. Um, you know, so if you think in terms of, of channels, um, so our, we have four, uh, we have two replay operators, um, but they each have multiple outputs. So we have four different replay channels you can think of, right? So we have basically four different options for where replays could come from. Um, you know, so if I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, the, you know, the open graphic is going to be on replay channel X. And then this highlight film is going to be on replay channel Y. Um, I write all of that down. That way I don't have to memorize it or remember it because things change every game depending on what elements we have um you know so just being a notorious note taker is really helpful trusting your crew is really helpful um you know and knowing that the producer is going to get you where you need to be is um you know is part of that as well but yeah it's it's a lot of trust and a lot of also trusting yourself to know that you've done this before and, uh, you know, and trusting that everything's gonna, gonna turn out, but yeah, organized chaos is, is the best way that I can describe it really. That, you know, I feel like that's, so I'm in the journalism program yep. and I feel like the majority of media is just organized chaos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, Honestly, same. I mean, you can, you kind of just have to, turn on a dime. If something doesn't work out, you have to have a backup plan and a backup plan to the backup plan. You know, that's it. And it, it's the same way in live TV. Also, you have to be adaptable and you have to be able to pivot. You know, I, I tell people all the time and it might just be my own silly little saying, but I'm like, it's either going to be fine or it's just not going to be fine. But either way, it's still going to happen. You know, <laughs> like we just have Absolutely. to we just have to adapt, you know, I mean, technical challenges happen all the time. Maybe a replay machine goes down, maybe something freezes, maybe the graphics computer freezes. Well, okay. You know, we still have a show to do. We may not be able to show this replay. We may not be able to add this graphic, you know, to enhance the show, but the show still has to go on. And so, yeah, it's, it's absolutely being able to pivot and adapt and, and just, you know, there's, you can script it out the best you can and, and which we do every show but there's also an element of well that's okay too let's just you know if we don't hit every storyline if we don't get every replay in a sequence that we want to get that's okay too um you know and so part of it is just not beating yourself up and not being down if things don't go 100 the way that they're supposed to go because that happens all the time it's live i mean we can't you know, we don't get any do-overs. So, you know, there's there's absolutely part of live TV that's just making the best with what you've got to work with. Exactly. And uh, so speaking of pivoting, we're going to turn to a little, a little bit of a different topic. So the sports industry kind of as a whole is just male-dominated. It is. Um, like the most popular sports are male sports. Some of the most popular commentators are men. So... 
Lynn, like, so, and you being a woman, the first woman to direct the football video board, do you feel like your experience in the field has been different because you're a woman? I'm not, I'm not sure that I feel like it's been different. Um, I certainly feel very, very lucky because I am probably one of the few who has had very um, kind of minor experiences, you know, with any kind of sexism or, you know, anything like that. Um, But it's also something that's not lost on me. You know, every time I go to football or, you know, especially I, you know, I think about traveling with golf now. Um, it's certainly not something that is lost on me because there are are many a times that I have been in a camera meeting or, you know, really in any kind of meeting. And I and I kind of look around and I'm the only girl and I'm like, wow, you know, because it's it's something that I try not to think about every day. Um because to me, I'm just showing up to work. I'm just showing up to do what I'm hired to do. Um, but it is those moments where you kind of sit back and you look around and you're like, oh, I'm the only girl here. You know, it's it's kind of, um, you know, it's kind of wild. and It's kind of eerie in a weird way, you know. Um, but it's, I try not to let it define the work that I do. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure that I, that I feel like it's been different. I mean, I wouldn't know any other way, right. Because I'm not a guy and I would never know what that's like. Um, you know, I probably get more, probably get more looks and more questions than, than a guy normally would. Um, but that's something I'm happy to answer and something that I'm, you know, I'm happy to deal with and, and largely, all of the guys um, that I've had the pleasure of working with in, in this industry are really receptive to having more females on the crew. And I get a lot more positive comments than I do negative. That's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm so glad you've had that experience, honestly. Yeah. I'm like I said, I'm very, very lucky. And, and I recognize that not everybody has had that same experience. Um, and that's really disheartening to me because it's, I mean, we, belong there just as much as, as the men do. You know, I think about, again, like being organized and, and, you know, things like that. And I think about crews that I've, that I've worked on, you know, with male directors as well. I'm like, I'm not the, you know, it's not the way that I would do that, but that's kind of the beauty of live TV in and of itself. Right. Is that everybody has a different way of doing things. Um, so you learn a lot too, by having that diversity of crew as well. Yeah, exactly. And I know that's something that um, I've noticed just by being here that WVU seems to be like really good about because um, I mean, Whitney, who used to be with the Reed College, now she's kind of with the university overall, has done play. And then um, a girl we've both had classes with, Bailey Tucker, has done a whole bunch with WVU sports. Yeah. And they've always had like pretty good experiences. Seems to be like a, it seems to be a WVU thing that they're really good about it. And I'm so glad that they are. 
who is really good about it. I have uh, I have the pleasure of being Whitney's best friend. Um, so we, yeah, so we go back a long, long time. Um, and Bailey was uh, one of the students that that worked under under me. I hate to say under me, um, you know, like I'm in charge of anything. Um, I guess one of the students that I had the pleasure of working with um, for a number of years as well. And I obviously couldn't be prouder of both of them for, um, you know, for the work that they that they continue to do. Um, but but WVU is very uniquely positioned um, in this diversity of crew. And, and, you know, it's something that Whitney and I talk about a lot. I, uh, I'm the one that first got Whitney involved in live TV years ago, um, you know, drug her to our first meeting and was like, you know, I think you can do this. Like, I think you'd be interested in this. Um, you know, and I think back to, I was probably there for a, a year or two, maybe three before Whitney started. Um, and I think back to when I first started, I was the only girl on the crew almost all the time. It was very rare to have another girl on the crew in any capacity. And I was a camera operator at this point. Very, very rare to have another girl on the crew. And Whitney and I talk about this all the time. But if you look at our crews in our TV truck now for any given, you know, whether it's football or soccer or a baseball game, our TV truck's about 90, 95% female now. And that's just in the last, I hate to date myself here, but the last like 10 years or so um, that this has happened, which is a really short amount of time all told, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, it's really, really cool to see. It's re it, it's really, really exciting to me um, to see that, you know, kind of the trend and what we have started here at WVU is continuing to build and continuing to grow and isn't regressing. That That's something that I'm really, really proud of. That is really awesome. I didn't I didn't realize like 90 to 95% female. That's amazing. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, just, just by happenstance, um, most of our, um, most of our graphics people are, are female. Uh, we do have one undergrad male who's doing an absolutely outstanding job. Couldn't be, uh, couldn't be prouder of him as well. Um, but then, um, you know, the replay operators kind of rotate a little bit, but on any given show, yeah, I would say probably easy 85 to 95% of our TV truck is, is female. And that's just inside the truck, not including camera operators, you know, that don't work in the truck. Um, so yeah, it's just that shift over the last, you know, 10 years or so you think I started in 2010. So it's been 13 years, um, just since I've started and which again is not that long of a period of time. And it's it's really, really grown to having a lot more females in our, just our small WVU athletics orbit, um, which is again, just who would have ever thought, right? And and it's something that we talk about all the time that, you know, my supervisors that that I work with in the athletic department, you know, they say all the time, this would have never happened 30 years ago when we started in the industry, you know, and it just really goes to show our, our strength and our, and our determination really. Exactly. And I mean, and, the, and it's granted you are, you did say it is kind of just within the scope of WVU athletics, but that's still like a division one 
power five school. Absolutely. That has that many women on their staff, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's not, who's to say that other schools aren't, aren't in the same situation. You know, they may just not be talking about it or we may just not know about it. You know, the, the behind the scenes folks don't get a lot of attention, you know, or, or accolades all the time. So, um, you know, so who knows, who knows what else is out there, but it's, it's certainly very promising. It, it really is. So, um, so you have been directing for a while, as you said, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I heard a little story, a little bird told me that you were given a gift after your first time directing. And this, this may or may not have come from a professor in the media college who may or may not teach Mountaineer Playbook, the ITA for. Saturday? Yes. He said he gave you something after, I think it might have been the first time you did football. Oh my gosh, what did Chuck give me? Oh, I'm going to embarrass him. Oh my gosh, what did he give me? I know we have we have a mutual friend who uh like a mutual colleague um who always directs with a pointer. And Chuck gave me a pointer that I can direct with. Oh my gosh, I think I still do you mind if I get up? I think I know exactly. Yes. Absolutely. Oh my god. <laughs> do we have the pointer? I believe we might have the pointer. Oh my God. Hold we do. We absolutely have the pointer. No way. It's, it's too big to fit on screen. Oh, I love it. That, but that is, this is the pointer that so, he gave me. Do you use the pointer? I, it's funny. I don't use the pointer to, to point at different sources in the TV truck. But I always, and anybody who knows this, and Chuck Scatterday will tell you this too, I am kind of like a fidgeter. So I always direct with something in my hand. Like I just, I just feel better if I'm holding like a pen or a a bottle cap or a yeah. something because I just need something to do with my hands. So I sometimes hold the pointer in my hands, not, not extended, you know, not to like <laughs> actually point with, but I do sometimes hold it in my hand just to occupy like just to occupy myself because I need <laughs> I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's a nervous thing I don't really feel nervous when I direct most times um but I, I'm just like a you know I'm just a just a fidgeter I guess no I'm the same way if I'm like listening to or like reading something I, I'll have a pen or whatever and I'll just spin it in my yeah finger. Exactly. Exactly. I don't like, I'm not a pen clicker, but I'll like, um, you know, the pens that have like the twist off top that you can just kind of twist and take apart and put back together. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I just do that to keep myself busy. Um, but yes, that is so funny, but we do, we have a mutual, uh, colleague that always directs with a pointer. So Chuck gave me my very own <laughs> That's amazing. I wasn't expecting the pointer to make an appearance. This is I, whoever is, but what a blessing <laughs> that that I have it and I I always keep it in the same spot. So I knew so I knew exactly where to go get it. But yes, this is this is the magical pointer. And you know, to be fair, it it is really really helpful because obviously the more cameras you have, the more sources you're looking at, like 
you can't, it, it's kind of hard to look at everything at once, you know? Um, so there's definitely, uh, there's definitely use for this um, beyond just fidgeting. So <laughs> huge shout out to Chuck Scatterday uh, for, the, for the almighty pointer. So. That's fantastic. <laughs> that is so funny. I am so glad uh, that he gave that to me. And honestly, what a what a great resource Chuck is. So I hope you're having a good experience TAing for, uh, for Mountaineer Playbook. Oh, absolutely. It's been great. And even just like kind of the way because he's definitely one of those um, guys working in the field that is like actively wanting to build up women in the field. Very much so. So, and I love seeing that. (laughs) Yes, very much. Chuck has been a a really big advocate for me and, and a very big support for me. Um, Obviously he joined uh, the college of media way after um, I graduated. So that's unfortunate, but I've had the experience of working with him in the field um, on different shows several, several, several times. And he is always building me up and, you know, great job and, and sending little notes and emails. You know, it's funny. We, uh, you know, you, you obviously know that the men's soccer team just beat Marshall. Yes. Um, last week while I directed that game. Um, and that was, that was so kind because I, uh, I woke up the next day to an email from Chuck and he had sent it to a couple different people. And it was just, Hey, you did a great job last night. The ISO of this was fantastic. Wow. You know, and it, it's notes and things like that, that kind of keep you going. Right. Um, yeah. you know, that really make you feel good about, about what you're doing and where you are. Um, so shout out to him for that. Yeah. Big, Big shout out to Refresher Scatterday. He's amazing. <laughs> so uh, we just have a couple more questions to ask. Not a problem. So, I guess one thing I kind of forgot to ask in the beginning um, is how did you get into sports? Like, when did you know you wanted to do sports? What was your path like? Sure. So I am definitely in the minority of people that have known uh, what I wanted to do from the time I was little. Um, my absolute idol on earth was Doreen Gensler on NBC Four Washington. Uh, I grew up outside Washington, DC. Uh, so that was my, uh, that was my news channel. Uh, so I knew I wanted to work in TV from the time I was a, you know, a wee little, a wee little kid. Um, I used to stand on the living room table acting like Doreen Gensler, reciting the news, reciting things that were happening, um, in my house. Um, the only thing that really changed was from, going from wanting to be on camera uh, to wanting to be behind the scenes. Um, So it was always my intention to pursue a career in TV, to pursue a degree um, in TV. And I've done just that. Um, So when I was in WVU News, my my capstone class at at WVU, um, I was the executive producer. Whitney and I were actually like, we were like co-executive producers. Our class was really big. So we had a show every week. Um, and so basically I would EP one, she would do the next week and then I would do the next week. And, you know, we would kind of trade off uh, executive and the AP. Um, and on the weeks that I would AP, I was on, you know, we had to do a package and my package got selected. And so I was on camera one time and it was like the worst thing ever. And it was like, I was so awkward and like during headlights and I couldn't like, function it was like terrible and so pretty much from then on I was like behind the scenes behind the scenes um and so then uh so Chris uh Chris Austin who's the um 
He works for the athletic department. He's a senior producer. Um, basically does all the crewing for WVU Athletics for the video board shows. Um, and he came to my journalism class and was recruiting students like, hey, who wants to train? Who wants to learn? And I was like, me, I do. Um, and so kind of from there, it started. I, like I said, I started uh, in 2010 when I was a sophomore. Um, started out as a camera operator and then just kind of grew and grew and grew and, and landed in the director's chair. That's amazing. <laughs> so one last question and we'll uh, keep it brief so we don't run out of time because Zoom is about to kick us off for some I reason. See that, yeah. <laughs> but um, so what advice would you give to girls who may be hesitant to go into sports or who may want to go into sports but aren't sure how to do that? What would you tell them? I would tell them to own your space. I was, uh, I was fortunate enough to be on a zoom as part of like a women in sports thing, um, a couple years ago. And that's what one of the ladies said. She said, own your space, you know, don't, don't be afraid. Don't, there's a difference between being aggressive and being assertive, you know? And, uh, and so don't be afraid, you know, the people now in the sports industry are more welcoming to females than I think they've ever been. Um, so learn what you can make yourself invaluable. And, um, you know, make yourself irreplaceable and don't, don't be afraid to, to own your space. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> well, thank you, Eva, for talking with us today. This has been so great. Uh, before we go, here's a quick rundown of our Mountaineer sports from this week. So our Mountaineer women's soccer team sadly closed their regular season on Monday this week with a game against Cincinnati at Dick Lesk Stadium. The game ended in a 1-1 tie, giving the gals an overall record of 7-7-4. and So congratulations to our soccer Barbies on a season well played. The Big 12 Championship starts this Saturday in Round Rock, Texas. And no matter the outcome, we wish them the best of luck in postseason play. And we're already looking forward to the next season. The Mountaineer volleyball team pulled out a homecoming win against Cincinnati this Friday, winning three sets to two, then followed that by a 2-3 loss on Saturday. The volleyball ladies are going out to Kansas this week to take on the 14th-ranked Jayhawks on Thursday and Friday. One team that did not pull out a homecoming win this weekend was our Mountaineer football team, who lost to Oklahoma State in Milan Pushgar. I, I don't have time to talk about this. These Ken's job is disappointment. I'm going to leave it at that. We're selling our climbing boots on. My top. climbing boots went to Goodwill. They're gone. I'm. We'll try again next season. Maybe we'll buy a new pair. But some Ken's who didn't disappoint this week was. The soccer team who beat Marshall on Wednesday. I was at that game. It was so cold, but it was such a good game. They rattled off like what? I think three goals right off the top. Had some more throughout the game. Marcus Caldera, I think I heard, pull out a hat trick, which I'm not entirely familiar with soccer, so I couldn't tell you what that entails. And um, I forgot to look it up. <laughs> but... Three goals in a game. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was anything else, like a certain number of assists or if it was just goals. Just goals. A brace is two. Hat trick is three. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, so he's three of the Mountaineers five goals. They won five to two and that was against number one Marshall. So 
which I had said before, if our if our first loss of the season was to Marshall, I could live with it because it was still a win for West Virginia. We are a soccer school, people. We have the number one men's soccer program in the country. We're number one. We are number one. Okay. <laughs> We are, we are number one. The United Soccer Coaches Poll comes out uh, later this afternoon, actually. That is the poll of record for the NCAA. So we will see where we land in that poll. Um, I mean, if, if we were, we were like, what, maybe like four or five going in? We were, we were five going into the Marshall. Five. Yeah. And then we beat one. So that, that has to get us up a few spots. We will see. I'm looking over at your thing. We also beat Coastal Carolina. Yes, we We're did. Just- Two nothing in South Carolina on Sunday. Their next game is Friday, October 27th in Lexington, Kentucky against the University of Kentucky. And put it on your calendars now. Um, their last regular season game of the season is, or why did I say season twice? That was my bad. Their last regular season game this year is against Old Dominion October 31st on Halloween. Should I wear my costume to the soccer game? Spooky. I feel like I should. I might. I might. But that will serve as their senior night. I've heard I've heard rumors of our crew, some of our crew dressing up as well. So you definitely won't be alone if you show up in a costume. <laughs> well, you've convinced me. <laughs> I've heard some rumors of Alvin and the Chipmunks. I, so I, I'm staying out of it, but that's just... It's, little rumblings that I've heard. So you definitely that is fantastic. (laughs) Well, thank you, Eva, for joining us this week. Next week, we have another guest lined up for you guys, an unprecedented back to back guest week for the girls who get it unprecedented because this is our ninth episode. So we haven't been around very long. But Tune in for that one next week and then keep listening after that at thedaonline.com slash podcasts or wherever you stream podcasts. This has been The Girls Who Get It. We'll see you next week because The Girls Who Get It. Get it. Thanks. Bye. Bye.